This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Tech Talk. Right across Southeast Asia, the large Malaysian migrant workforce is working outside their home nation and while a significant number remit funds back home through daily wire transfers, many also prefer to queue at money exchanges to convert local currency into Malaysian ringgit to send home. Instagram, as a low-cost payments platform, is dedicated to serving this group of overseas workers to make their payment transfers to their loved ones instant, seamless and faster. And with Malaysia being one of the largest corridors among Instagram's Users, the remittance company has witnessed a large volume of payment transactions in both the sending and receiving across the region. I'm here with Michael Minasian of Instagram. Hello, Michael. Hello. Thanks for having me today. You know, the whole thing about cross-border payments, right? So Instagram is not the first to provide this service. So what would be Instagram's USP? Yeah, look, um, it's a very valid question. So Instagram really started on uh, with a mission of of making money simple for our for our customers and making the the uh, um, the whole uh, experience of of sending money or receiving money for certain in certain markets, uh, simplifying that whole process um, uh, for our customers. We really, our founder um, and CEO Prajit Nanu, years back um, when he started Instagram, really saw a gap in the market. That, that the banking providers and, and, and money transfer providers at the time were offering a very convoluted and um, non-transparent way of, of transferring money um, uh, between countries. It wasn't real-time. It was it was packed with hidden fees, et cetera. So Instagram's mission has been to really simplify that process and make um, make it a much more um, faster and simplified way that, that our customers can send money. Right. And actually, how long? has Instagram been been around? Yeah, we were founded in 2015, so um, we're, we're no longer a startup. We're very much a scale-up business. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we've been founded there. We initially launched um, uh, the first market we launched Instagram in was in Australia, um, closely followed by by Singapore. We now have licenses in 11 countries around the world where we offer uh, um, Instagram payments, whether that's to consumers or to small businesses. And across APAC, we're live in, uh, as I said, Australia, Singapore, Malaysia, which is a very key and a very fast-growing market for us, but also Hong Kong, um, Indonesia, and India, where we offer these these uh, uh, services direct to consumers uh, and to small businesses and help them really simplify the way that they either send or receive money globally. Right. And actually, what a cute take on the name, right? You must get confused all the time. Yeah, very much so. I mean, um, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a name that was really brawn out of what our whatever our initial initial sort of uh, missions was is to to um, make payments and make remittance instant. So hence, mm. Instagram instant remittance was where that name came from, um, and it's something that really resonated quite quite um, strongly with our consumers. And um, it really it is um, uh, you know very much part of what we do today. Hence, why we've retained that name for our consumer business. Right. Um, Instagram is. is 
is owned and 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 um and runs on the Neom platform. And our our parent company Neom is one of um, uh, the world's leading um, uh, global payments platforms, which offers um uh, 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 you know enterprise customers and financial institutions globally the the ability to send, spend, and receive payments. And Instagram rides upon all of that technology, um, and still is 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 a big part of the Neom business. But Instagram is where we offer those uh, those services direct to small businesses and consumers alike. Right. So take me through this journey. I'm a migrant worker and I'm, I'm about to send uh, the money home. Uh, what do I do? Is it an, an app that I download? What's that process like? Yeah, it's very, very, very much that we're a digital money transfer provider. So at, at a consumer level, um, consumers can either um, download our app um, and, or go to our, our website and you know follow a, a very seamless uh, onboarding experience where we where we abide by all of the um, uh, the government's regulations to to know your customer um, from a compliance perspective and consumer protection perspective. We onboard and we transact. And actually, in Malaysia, um, last earlier this year, we launched our next generation um, app, both on Android and on the um, uh, App Store. And we've seen this um, very much uh, uh, highly accepted and used by our Malaysian consumers. Actually, over 70% of our transactions out of Malaysia now are done on our on our um, next generation app. So it really has has taken our mission of simplifying payments to the next level and, and allowed our, our, our Malaysian consumers to enjoy the Instagram experience that has been enjoyed globally here. And it's been right. tremendous tremendously successful. And when you say next generation, what features were added? What was different from the previous generation? Yeah. So it's a really good point. So prior to this, you actually didn't have an app live in, in Malaysia. So, um, But what we've done is is in, in operating, one of the advantages Instagram has is as a global operator, we're able to um, uh, all of the learnings and experiences that we have in, in operating apps and, and uh, our transactional websites in other markets, we're able to bring the, the, those learnings and those best-in-class features into an app when we launch it in a new market like we've done in Malaysia this year. So what the the, the app seeks to do is to really simplify the steps that it takes for a, for a consumer to send money, minimizing those clicks and those points of friction that a user would have in order to, to select their beneficiary, um, yeah. um, select their payment amount, how they're funding that transfer, and actually getting it, simplifying that process from, from opening the app to completing the transfer in a very seamless fashion. And that's really inherently what our customers are after is, is simplifying that whole process. And it goes back to my earlier statement. That's really our mission is to simplify payments for, and simplify money transfers for our core customers. Right. Was this spurred by the pandemic? And, and I guess this question would be like, what what do you see happening uh, with with a pandemic and acceptance, I guess, from, from, from a tool like this? Yeah, it's a very, very um, valid question. We, I've been asked this question a, a lot recently. Essentially, what we saw globally, particularly across APAC, I look after the APAC business for Instagram, uh, what we saw across APAC was the pandemic accelerated the digitization of remittances in every country. You know, many countries had had um, had various stages of lockdown during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, um where traditional money transfer customers may have gone to a physical location, a money changer, to go and, uh, and perform their money transfer needs, they were unable to do that. Either they were locked down or there were, there were concerns about traveling, et cetera. So it really accelerated the digital adoption of remittances in many markets, including Malaysia. So the pandemic was actually, um, uh, for our business, really accelerated 
usage of, of Instagram in many key markets. Uh, and what we've found, one of the key learnings we've found is that customers during the pandemic, both consumers and small businesses, those patterns of behavior are forever changed. We're not seeing a lot of those customers now go back to physical channels. Yeah. They're, they're, they've migrated their, uh, their their money transfer needs into a digital into, into a digital for, um, format and are now using digital providers and online providers such as Instagram um, to fulfill those needs. And we've seen that with uh, a lot of our small business owners. Um, yeah. our, as I mentioned earlier, we don't, don't just offer a small business, um, and a, a, sorry, a consumer money transfer offering. We also offer small businesses the same the same experience in, in fulfilling their business transfer needs if they're making cross cross-border payments for salary, paying right. invoices to suppliers, etc. We really simplify that process. And we've seen a similar transition during the pandemic whereby um, those consumers, those sorry, small business owners, have really changed their 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 whole behaviours in terms of who they would use for for a a, a cross border payment need, and as as a consequence of we've been really been able to to gain further penetration into key markets like Malaysia um, for both consumers and also for for small businesses. Right. And of course, I guess like terms of the business model and the fees and everything, it'll be comparable to whatever else is out there. Yeah, very much so. Um, in, a, in a digital environment, it's very easy for, for customers to compare fees across different providers. So it, it's essential that um, Instagram fees um, are, are pre- present significant value to it, to our core customers. However, one of the key features that, that Instagram has really been built on is transparency of fees. We don't hide any foreign exchange margins we don't say it's fee free and and then have a hidden fee in order to um uh, to, to make money from our customers all of our fees and charges are fully transparent to our end customers. So they can see exactly what the foreign exchange rate is and they can see exactly what the um, the fees are that Instagram is charging them. And that's that's um, I think that that transparency really today is really set the bar high and, and a lot of our competitors are now following a similar pricing model. Um, we've really um, been able to, 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 to make sure that transparency um, of pricing isn't just a, a, a nice to have anymore, but it's it, it's it's an absolute must in operating a money transfer um, business in, in many markets, including Malaysia. Right. I'm here with Michael Minasian of Instagram, and we'll continue a conversation about cross-border payments right after this. Stay tuned to Tech Talk BFM 89.9. Big Friendly Matcha, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm here with Michael Manassian of Instagram, uh, talking about the future of cross-border payments. And Instagram has been around since 2014, 2015, um, and they operate in 11 countries, as we were saying earlier on. So, does it come in several languages? You know, seeing that your audience and your customers are, you know, from the various parts of the, the world. Um, at the moment, our um, our offering in, in markets like Malaysia and Singapore is, is primarily is, is in English. So um, we. Um, are looking at potentially moving to um, uh, to launching multilingual sites in markets like Japan in the future, etc. But at the moment, no, we just offer it in English. Um, but 
I mean, one of the points I, I sort of um, wanted to stress on this interview today is that all of all of Instagram's decisions are made upon customer insights. We listen to our customers um, and we, we we listen to their needs and what they need. We don't. Uh, we're not a brand that tells our customers what they need. We listen to what they need mm. and then we help that shape our product roadmap in the future. Um, and so, if our customers in a market sort of really dictate that we need uh, the offering in, in in other languages, we'd certainly move to offer our service in in a manner that is. Um, uh, relevant to our customers. And I think that's all, all too often brands ignore listening to their customers. And that's something that we are, we, we, customers are, are at, the, at the forefront of everything that Instagram does and really shapes all of our decisions. So mm-hmm. it, it, if, it, if there's a requirement, we would certainly move to, to fill that need. But at the moment, English is really um, mostly what our customers are asking for. Do you have a view of how many users uh, you currently have? Uh, I'm not, a, not at, um, at, at liberty to share that, but um, uh, we don't share that on a market basis. But what I can say that when we look at our growth in market, Markets like Malaysia, we've um, our business um, over, over the past few, few years has, has grown by about 50, 54 percent in, in the last uh, you know two years in, in Malaysia. So we we are certainly growing rapidly in Malaysia as we seek to disintermediate some of the more traditional players that that, that are out there. Yeah. Um, and again, it's 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 around making sure that we offer a relevant service, be that be to consumers, also to small businesses. And, and a lot of our growth more recently in Malaysia has been in the small business sector where small business owners are really looking to alternate providers, say, to the banks to make their yeah. cross-border payments. Um, so, you know, it's something that, um, uh, you know, we've seen Malaysia and across APAC being some of our more mature markets, but also still providing us with a high level of growth. Right. You know, how does your all-in-one personalised app minimise risk and fraud for businesses and consumers? Paint me that picture. Yeah, it's a, it's a very valid question as well, particularly in today's day and age. At our heart, compliance and consumer protections is really one of the key strengths that Instagram has. We we collaborate closely with regulators, um, with um, law enforcement bodies, um, FIUs globally in order to make sure we understand what risks are posed in the current environment for, to our consumers and to make sure that we have best-in-class controls to, to minimise any occurrence of fraud or money laundering, etc. So we just don't take, don't just abide by the minimum in-country standards that are set by mm. the regulator. We seek to go above and beyond those where possible. And, and being a global company, it allows us to you know, take learnings and experiences from other markets and, and apply them uh, globally. In this way, we've been really able to really maintain a very high level of protection for our, our consumers and our small businesses and, and really um, uh, accelerate that high level of trust that people have had in our brand. Okay. How can fraud happen though? I mean, in conventional ways and how does Instagram, you know, uh, prevent that? Just for my understanding. Yeah. So, so um, fraud can happen on a multitude of different matters. It can be consumer fraud where people are, are getting involved 
involved in scams and things like that, right. phishing, et cetera, where, where fraudsters are looking for, for ways of moving money cross-border that they've obtained uh, illegitimately. Mm. Uh, so from, from that perspective, um, Instagram employs a number of different um, screening and monitoring controls to make sure that we understand the different patterns of behavior that might indicate that fraud's happening. We deeply screen um, and are required to screen all of our transactions against um, sanctions um, lists that, that, are, that are put in place, not just by the local regulators, but globally by other regulators. We screen senders and receivers. Um, right. uh, um, and we put in place a number of different rules that that different fraud typologies may follow. We put in place rules and controls to help um, intercept that fraud and disrupt it before the transaction's been able to complete be completed. We also do things like education. We try to educate our consumers to be wary of fraud in certain markets um, if there is a high, uh, high incidence of, of consumer fraud so that before a transaction ever, ever comes to our platform, consumers are wary to say, hey, this doesn't sound right. I don't want to send that transaction. But, you know, that's really, I think, at the forefront of protecting our consumers is at the heart of everything that we do. And again, it's driven by that same customer insight I mentioned earlier in the interview. But Fraud continues to evolve and we don't rest on our laurels. We're constantly evolving our, our fraud monitoring techniques to make sure that we're trying, we're keeping up and staying ahead of, ahead of the bad guys in that respect. Um, uh, right. And I think that's, that's, that's certainly a, it's a must in today's environment um, to, right. to, to have these controls in place. Right. What is this Amaze card and how does it facilitate a fuss-free and frictionless experience for users? Yeah. Amaze is a, is a, um, is a consumer debit card that we've launched in Singapore. Yeah. Um, we launched it uh, late last year. And what it does is it, it, it enables Instagram consumers to spend either cross-border or spend locally. So it's it, uh, it's a MasterCard um, debit card that allows consumers to spend, um, but also the, the funding of that transaction is simultaneously then applied to their, their originating funding card. So for example, funding for the Amaze card is, is driven by the customer's own bank cards. So credit cards or debit cards that their bank issues allows them to simultaneously fund, fund that transaction uh, during the during the point of the transaction, simultaneously and straight through to, to their um, originating uh, card. And what that enables the customer to do is effectively uh, at times double dip on rewards. So we offer a very competitive um, uh, re- reward program um, that, uh, that allows cash back on, on cross-border transactions. But again, if their funding card, the card that they're funding the transaction from from the bank also offers rewards, it enables the customer to enjoy the Amaze reward, but also the award that they're their um, uh, reward, sorry, that their that their that their um, uh, their bank or or their their issuing institution provides. Um, one of the other things it does is foreign exchange and managing foreign exchange charges is at the heart of what everything Instagram does. So for cross-border transactions, when these uh, cards are used overseas or for or, or on overseas e-commerce sites, etc., it enables cu- customers to make sure that they're um, uh, controlling what the foreign exchange ch- uh, charges are. And we offer very competitive foreign exchange margins and, and fees to these transactions that, that often other banks um, typically you know, have a key fees and margins that are, that are baked into cross-border transactions, we simplify that process. And again, it goes back to our, 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 our mission of simplifying the way that our 
customers either send money abroad or spend money abroad. And that's really been at the heart of what our Amaze proposition is in Singapore. Right. Uh, and what else is in the pipeline in, the, I guess, the rest of the year or in the, you know, the coming few years? Yeah. So um, we're we're looking to to launch Amaze in in, in other markets. So um, we're, we're I can't I'm not at liberty to share where we're where we're looking to replicate yeah. the success that we've had in Singapore. But ultimately, our, our goal is to try and make the Instaroom experience in one country and replicate it in in every other country that we operate in throughout APAC um, and globally for that matter. So we're looking to to bring in place um, a number of additional functionalities within the app that give people even more transparency as to where their money transfers and their payments are up to. Um, as I said, we're looking to expand our Amaze card proposition to other markets. And we're also potentially looking to, to launch in other markets throughout the year, including potentially Japan, where we've, we've got a license and we're looking to leverage that uh, in conjunction with some partners. So there's a lot of really exciting stuff in, in the pipeline for Instagram. And over and above that, we're really looking to further grow our small business offering. Our consumer offering has been been in place for a number of years now. It's a very mature product across APAC, but we've seen a lot of more recent growth in our ability to, to allow our um, small business owners to send, spend, and receive in the same manner that our consumers do today. So we've seen a lot of rapid growth in that and we'll continue to grow our small business segment. All right. So the small business segment uh, space. Uh, thanks for being with us. I'm Michael Minasian of Instagram and you've been listening to Tech Talk. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.